My baller plays for the Packers too, guys. I went with Aaron Jones because I think that he's very underrated. I think he is a top running back. He had 14 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. He had a solid day against uh, the Rams have a good defense and he you know had a solid day welcome to the married to football podcast the super fan take football today This was like hard this week. I felt like picking picking my ballers for this divisional round. Yeah, it seemed to me like there was a lot. There were there were less. Uh, I mean, I guess that's probably good that there weren't any. There weren't too many dominant performances because the games were. I don't know. Most of them were semi-competitive. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, they were. And uh, so the, none of the none of the the games were lopsided to the point where any any particular player really racked up some stats but there were a couple there was a couple yeah there was definitely really good performances from um a couple players but definitely not like what we're used to seeing i feel like every week um all right dale so go first give me your baller uh well for my baller for the week i i went with old reliable um aaron Rodgers, 23 of 36 296 yards and two touchdowns yeah uh, and he's doing what he's what he seemingly has done just every single game pretty much for his entire career, which is just be efficient, rack up a good amount of yards and some touchdowns, and lead the Packers to the win- to a win more often than not. So Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers my baller of the week. I agree with you on that. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing so good right now, and I think it's like perfect timing that he's playing so good because he's got that home field advantage, and they take on the Bucks this week, so... Hopefully they get the win. Um, Eric, who's your baller? This is a tough one, especially since Dale already took Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to have to go with Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills. Eight receptions, 106 yards, touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs definitely the reason. I mean, I guess Josh Allen too, obviously, because he has to be on the football. But I think Stephon Diggs, and we, we touched on this before, he's really taken Buffalo's offense to a new level. Yeah. And they weren't really able to run the ball at all against the Baltimore Ravens. They had to do it through the air, and Diggs was the one that got the by far the biggest chunk of uh, of action from Josh Allen. And uh, and what 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 a great trade! Oh, it was such a good trade. The Minnesota Vikings, such and it worked out okay for. Worked out okay for uh, Minnesota too because they got uh, Jeffries. That's his name, right? Justin uh, Jefferson. Je- Jefferson. Jefferson. I'm sorry, Jefferson from the for the Vikings. Uh, I believe that's the the pick they they got in the trade they used to draft him. So yeah, it all yeah. worked out. Anyway, yeah, he's the baller. Yeah, and I just feel like him and Josh Allen's chemistry is like something special. Like, I feel like they're just getting started. Like, I'm really excited to see them going forward. So, I'm, I'm happy for him and the Bills. You know, I'm, I'm riding the Josh Allen hype train. Yeah, my baller plays for the Packers, too, guys. I went with Aaron Jones because I think that he's very underrated. I think he is a top running back. He had 14 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. He had a solid day against uh, the Rams have a good defense and he you know had a solid day. He deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Yes, he deserves because so that, much credit. Because that 
that that team there's a lot of attention given to Aaron Rodgers and to Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and for good reason. Um, but you you bring up a great point. He he comes every week and he does a he does a stellar job running the ball for them and uh, it's not like it's an offense that is the pass only and they can't run the ball. Uh, they, they're effective at doing both, and that's a big reason why they've been so successful this year. Yeah, and I just feel like he never gets like any credit. Like every year, I feel like he gets overlooked for some reason. I think he's one of the top running backs in the league. So I'm throwing him some love this week. Um, all right, guys, moving on to the busts. So there was a couple of busts this week, though. That was a little bit easier. You know, there might have not been a lot of baller performances, but there was there were some bust performances for sure. So, Dale, give me... Much easier. Much easier. Dale, give me your bust. Well, I, I'm going to pass on what I'm guessing uh, the two of you may think the selection that I was going to make is, but we'll see. My bust of the week is Lamar Jackson. Yes. Um, you know, defending MVP goes down with an injury, but before that, he was 14 to 24 for 162 yards and a pick, uh, and had nine carries for 34 yards. Yeah. And not to take any shots at the Bills' defense, but they weren't uh, they weren't a team that had developed a reputation for being exceptionally stingy against either the pass or the run. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, you know it's beginning to become a narrative and a problem early in this career for Lamar that he's putting up big numbers in the regular season, but he's, he's, he's struggling when he gets to the playoffs. And that's, that's a big problem for them uh, going forward as an organization. Yeah. He does like seem to struggle in these big games. I don't know what it is. And I do think they don't have enough weapons around him. I, th- I don't think they have enough actual like wide receivers around him. Like who do they really have? Marquise Brown. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like I feel like that would build his confidence up if they put more wide receivers around him and he could throw down the field a little bit more. I feel like he's like nervous to throw down the field. And I've seen uh, him I do think, it. You know, I mean, that offense has what we think I mean, it has an NFL MVP at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So if you assume that he's playing at that level, you don't need anything to improve there. They they're releasing Mark Ingram because I think they found that in Dobbins and uh, what Gus Edwards, yeah, that they've got an effective running game. They've got one of the best tight ends in football, uh, and they have um, you know maybe not the best wide receiver core, but they have effective wide receivers. So that offense is not far off from being from having you know the right personnel at every position. What is stopping them, and what is preventing them? from advancing Mm -hmm. and if it's if it's the you know the best team in the league uh, and you know they're getting outplayed while they while they do everything they possibly can that's one thing but that's not what we saw last weekend I mean it's 17 to 3 I don't think anybody saw that score line coming no not between these two teams and I understand he got the concussion and he didn't play for basically I think he got hurt like at the end of the third quarter um, but he wasn't playing well the first three quarters, so it's not like that last quarter probably would have made a difference if he was playing anyway. I mean, after that pick six he threw, I think the team looked deflated. So, you know, hopefully they figure it out in the off season because I, it seems like year after year they lose in important games. Do you want to give me your bust, Eric? 
Oh, do I? Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to give you Drew Brees as oh, my, Drew Brees. my bust of the week. Yeah, I know. His last game. Sorry, Drew. Three picks. Uh, you got beat by TB12 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're one game away from going to a Super Bowl in their home stadium now. Can't throw three picks against Tom Brady and the Bucs. No. Um, I really thought the, the Saints were going to win that game. I really thought the Saints were going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I think that team, if they can get the right quarterback to step in for Breeze, if he is indeed retiring, mm-hmm. then I think they have a shot to be just as good, if not better, than they were this year. But, you know, and only 134 yards for Breeze on 19 and 34 passing. He had the one in TD, three INTs. Um, sucks to see a guy like that go out in that manner. And I hate to give him the, the bust of the week on his last game, potentially. Yeah, the Drew Brees uh, game really, really, like, hit me. Like, it was such a sad sight. I feel like he just – you know what I honestly feel like? I don't think he was healthy enough to be playing. It didn't look like Drew Brees out there, and I don't think he was right ever since the – I don't know, what was it, 11 fractured ribs and a punctured lung? I mean, I don't think he, he looked like himself, and Drew Brees looked – off and I felt bad because I wanted him to win so bad and it's not just because I didn't want to see Tom Brady win I really just wanted Drew Brees to win I wanted him to get there you know it would have been I don't know him and Aaron Rodgers I feel like they're both so deserving um so I would have been happy either way who yeah I mean two, two quarterbacks that are that the fact that they've only won two Super Bowls between them is still pretty stunning when you think about it i know and it really just shows you how hard it is to actually win a super bowl like tom brady's the exception you know yeah he's won a ton good for him um all right but yeah eric back to the drew Brees. disappointed i was so disappointed i hope he comes back one more year i don't think he does but i hope he does i just like him too much it's not going to be the same without him. If not, you know, he'll end up being like an announcer or something. I'm sure we'll see him somewhere. Well, I mean, we could have, you know, and the, the the reality is in the next handful of years, we're going to be looking at a league that no longer has Brady, Breeze, very possibly Rogers, Roethlisberger, Rivers, you know, a big part of the quote unquote old guard for the last, you know, almost 20 years yeah. is going to be gone in the next you know, handful of years. It yeah. could all happen this off season, but well, Rogers isn't going to go, but the majority of them are going to be gone in the next couple of years. Yeah. So appreciate, you know, we appreciate it now because there's no guarantee we're going to have a group like this again from the, the guys that are playing now. Yeah. That was well put. What are you talking about, man? Uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm just home. saying there's, there's no guarantee. That, that's all. Yeah, there is no guarantee. These guys have, like, I don't know. They've stuck around for a lot longer than a lot of quarterbacks do. And and it's, like, I mean, think about it. We've grown up with them. So it's, like, you know, to see them go, it's, like, going to be different, you know? Yeah, we all want to see the next group succeed, but it's just going to be different. All right, I'll move on to my bust. You guys might appreciate mine. I think you're going to really appreciate it. I went outside the box with my bust. Um, 
My bust is the referee. If I had his name or number, I would say it, but the referee who missed the call of the head-to-head contact on Richard Higgins. That is my bust because that was a call. You know, I had that written as an honorable mention. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it was, I watched it over and over again. I kept rewinding it and I'm like, that is a call that you don't miss. And like, but I, I will say that the way where he was positioned, I feel like I can excuse him for not making the, the call on the field because he may not have been in a position where he could see it. Um, Cause he's looking to see, does he cross the goal line and that kind of stuff. And so he, and where, you know, does he go out of bounds? Does he cross the goal line? Those kind of the pieces, yeah. the, the thing that, that, I, that I, the thing that I have a hard time reconciling is, you know, ever since that, you know, I don't know, you want to call it the concussion era in, in football yeah. that, that the NFL has told us that, Safety is the most important thing. Yeah. You know, and player safety comes before everything else. If that's true, I, I don't understand why you have it written into your rules that you can review a play for placement of the ball, for possession, for whether it's a catch or not, but that you're going to willfully ignore helmet to helmet contact. Yeah. The, the two things just are inconsistent. They, yeah. they, and and I, I I I am not sure why we haven't seen the NFL um, address that and why reporters have not posed that question um, because I can't think I can't think of I can't rationalize any good reason why that that's not something that is reviewable yeah. if you want to say that safety is paramount yeah definitely and I mean they have people that call down right to like have mm-hmm. you review plays so wouldn't that be something you should be able to review I, I can't see why not i mean we we all saw it and i think we all had the same rough reaction and you know and we weren't alone there were plenty of other people that saw the same thing and said how is that not you know a targeting call or a flag or any of that and i mean how is that, you know, whoever did it, that, that person hasn't been suspended or had any kind of disciplinary action taken to them this no, week. No, I didn't even see anything. Is that, I mean, you you would think that, that that means that the league is tacitly saying that that's a legal hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just, it, it's been so inconsistent ever since they've started applying these kind of rules. It, the, the application of it is, is just different from one one referee to the other, or one official, I should say, to the other, one week to the other, and you just you never know what you're going to get from them, and that's not fair to the players or to the fans. No, because at the end of the day, their safety is the priority, and if the NFL is going to say that, then they need to like check on calls mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they say everything is reviewable. Like if you if you challenge or if it's a booth challenge, that anything in it is is reviewable. So if they find out that before you, I don't know, recovered a, a fumble, you stepped out of bounds. So, you know, that then you were, it was a legal touching or something like that. It's all up. It's all up for grabs. So, right. and that was kind of what I was saying before. Like, if you're going to tell us that, that a helmet to helmet hit isn't reviewable, can you tell us why, when everything else is? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I- you got me. Yeah, we got us. We'll, hopefully, they figure it out going forward. Anyway, let's let's move on to the honorables. 
Dale, give me yours. All right. My honorable mention for this week is Travis Kelsey. Eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Cleveland guy, unfortunately, doing it against a Cleveland team, but you know it was, it was slim pickings this week for for the ballers, and he uh, after uh, Rogers and uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, he was next on my list and uh, had a good performance. Yeah, he did. Sadly, against your Browns, but he did have a good game. Eric, who's your honorable? It's hard to do this as a Browns fan, but I too am dipping into the. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs world. Uh, and I'm going to give it to Tyree Kill. Uh, eight receptions for 110 yards, a big fourth down uh, converting catch in the fourth quarter that sealed the game for the Chiefs. Yeah. And uh, more than that, what Tyree Kill did during that game was give the Browns a constant thing to worry about, constant problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, him going, him going in motion the way he did, and uh, the the Brown, the Chiefs used Tyree Hill to not only like rip the top off the of defense and, and take pressure off of them uh, and get other guys open. Travis Kelsey benefits all the time from Tyree Hill's presence on the field by pushing safeties out of the middle of the field and letting Travis Kelsey eat up yards and receptions there. Um, so he's a game changer for the defense. The defense has to know where he is at all times, and they have to change up coverages as a result. So not only did he get the eight yards and 100 or eight receptions, 110 yards, but he allowed Kelsey to also eat up a bunch of yards. Yeah, the, the Browns can't disguise what they're doing on defense when they have to commit. You know, um, when uh, on that fourth down or that third down play where what's his face. Chad Henney got 13 yards yeah. on, a, on a third and 14, setting up that fourth and one conversion. The Browns had four guys on one side of the field guarding two Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's why the other side of the field was wide open for Henney to run and get almost the first down, put them in position to go for it on fourth and ice the game. Um, and one of those two people they were doubling was Tyree Hill. Yeah. You know, he he's a matchup nightmare for – a lot of defenses, especially ones like the Browns, that are running with not a deep secondary. But, uh, yep. yeah, because mm-hmm. he was such a game changer, I should have had him as my baller, I guess, the way I'm talking about him. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely an honorable <laughs> mention. Yeah, he, he had a good yeah, game. Yeah, great, great pick. Um, I didn't want to give him the, I think I didn't want to give him the baller because I'm, you know, salty. Salty. You're still a little salty. That's okay. Um, yeah, my honorable... I don't know. I went with something a little different. Um, I went with Jameis Winston. I know he only had one pass, <laughs> but it was a 56-yard touchdown, and I kind of wish the Saints would have used him a little bit more in the game. I know they probably didn't want to do that because it's like if it was Drew Brees' last game, you know, you let him just finish the game. I get it, but I feel like maybe they could have put him in for like a couple more plays. I don't know. Because if Drew Brees, he was struggling pretty bad, you know, I, I think it couldn't have hurt to throw him in a few plays here and there and see if he can get a touchdown. I don't know. I'm just still heartbroken about the Saints loss. And I thought Jameis Winston could have gotten a couple more plays because that, that pass was beautiful. It was a good touchdown. I mean, he had a perfect quarterback rating for the day. Perfect. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I went with. Went outside the box with it. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. 
Guys, I'm still disappointed about the Saints loss. It was like a heartbreaker for me. I was like, oh, not Drew Brees. But I guess, you know, it happens. And we'll see what the Saints do next year. See who they, they pick at their QB. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Married to Football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show. And don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers. Thank you.